everyone and welcome to this very first episode in a new podcast series that I'm doing where every single week I'm going to sit down with you guys and we're going to talk about a different anxiety symptom. I'm really, really excited for this series. Um, If you know me and if you've been with me for a while, then you'll know that I do have a podcast and I, I think I started it like maybe two years ago and I've got maybe five episodes in there where I just introduce myself, tell you guys a little bit more about my own personal story and then I just got so busy with so many different things and I kind of just, you know how life goes, we just, we let things go and we just neglect them and our community on Instagram has grown so beautifully and symptoms are one of the top things that we talk about on there because If you suffer with anxiety, then you know how those physical symptoms, those mental, emotional symptoms just completely take over. And I just thought like there's only so much that I can say to you guys in the captions. Uh, And I thought what a great idea to just sit down where we can every single week just focus on one specific symptom and we can go deep into it and I can really delve into it and we can just put all of our attention there because... I know so many of you guys struggle. When I was in the midst of my worst anxiety, symptoms completely took over my life. Uh, Physical symptoms were something that I didn't even know that anxiety could cause, to be honest with you. I didn't understand anxiety and how it works, so when I was dealing with physical symptoms, all I thought was that there has to be something wrong with me. And even when the doctor like reassured me that I was okay, it's just something that I became completely obsessive about. My health anxiety was just horrendous and I know so many of us deal with health anxiety here, which makes sense because if we're dealing with physical symptoms, naturally we're going to start to think something has to be wrong, right? And it's absolute hell. Dealing with symptoms, if you're listening to this right now and you're exactly where I was dealing with symptoms every single day, dealing with one specific symptom. It doesn't matter if it's one symptom or 10 symptoms. The obsessing and the fear and the paranoia is the same. So I just want you to know that no matter what you're dealing with right now, I I really do understand because I was there um, and I know how it completely takes over your life. It took over my life for many years. Um, But you know what? No matter where you are, we're here now you're meant to be here with me. I'm excited to talk about this with you guys. I'm honestly so excited. The very first symptom that we're going to be talking about is dizziness. So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. We're going to go deep into dizziness. I'm going to share my own experience. I'm going to teach you everything that I learned and everything that helped me so it can hopefully help you too. I hope that by the end of this, you feel like you've learned something. I feel. I hope that just by listening to me um, share my own story, you can just feel some comfort because I know like when you're going through it, you just want to feel comforted. You just want to feel supported, safe. You just want to know that you're not alone. So even though I'm sitting here physically alone right now and you may be listening to this and you're in your world, in your reality, you're physically alone, we're together. So you may be physically alone, but we're actually all here together right now. I hope you can just feel this positive energy as we're all sitting here listening together. Um, So let's let's just dive right in.
I honestly don't think that there's many things more unsettling than feeling dizzy. It's a really uncomfortable feeling, feeling like your world is spinning around you and not being like not having any control over it. So when I was dealing with my absolute worst anxiety, I was dealing with many different symptoms. And I always say that dizziness was up there as one of the absolute worst ones. Um, Heart palpitations were another one. Shortness of breath. We're going to be covering all of these in the coming weeks. So if you're dealing with any of those other ones, um, muscle twitching, blurry vision, it goes on and on. We will be talking about them as the weeks go on. But dizziness is such an uncomfortable feeling because you feel like you don't have any control. Um, I would go out to a store and it, it would feel like everything is spinning around me. It would feel like the floor is moving. I felt like I was going to like tip over. Like I, I felt so unsteady and so uncomfortable. I never, it got to a point where my dizziness was just all the time and I didn't want to go anywhere because I figured what's the point? Like I go out, I'm not enjoying myself. I'm just, wherever I was, wherever I went, all I was focused on was the dizziness. And the more I focused on it, the worse it got, the more fearful I felt. We know this fear feeds the cycle, but when you're dealing with a very physical symptom, it's very difficult not to feel fear. And I completely understand that. So I've done quite a few dizzy posts on my Instagram page. And I actually did one with the community. I have some notes in front of me because I, I wanted to... I've listened back over some of my old podcasts when I was just brand new. Uh, I'm still... I'm rusty now because I haven't done this in a while. But I kind of just dove right into those with no plan. And I just rambled and I was nervous. And I kind of lost my train of thought a few times and then I would completely forget what I was saying so I've made some notes that I have in front of me just so that that doesn't happen again but we did a community post on dizziness a little while ago where I asked you guys to share with me how how your anxiety dizziness feels because remember we're all different people and the way that it feels for one person is not the way it's going to feel for another person so Yes, we both two people may both experience dizziness, but for one it may feel this way and for another it may feel that way. Our experiences are unique and that's why I'm always encouraging you guys when I put a post up to really get involved in the comments and share your own experience so that we can all kind of just like delve through it and support each other and not feel so alone because that's a big thing, you know. Some some symptoms are so strange or some sensations are so strange that we think, "Oh my god, like surely no one else has this like for example i always used to go into when my dizziness was really bad and i would go to the grocery store for example and i would need maybe i would need to pick up like a handful of things like it wasn't a big grocery shop at all it was maybe like (laughs) three or four things and my dizziness was so bad that i could hardly walk through a store could hardly walk through the grocery store and the noises, the people, the lights, it just made it so much worse. And I had this absolute fear that I was going to pass out, like right in public in front of everyone or something horrendous was going to happen to me. So it got to a point where I would walk into a store, even if I had two or three things to get, I would walk in there with a shopping cart um, and I would put my one or two things in the shopping cart where I could have taken a basket or just carried it in my hands. But 
pushing the shopping cart like made me feel safe. I felt like I had some safety, some security. I had something to kind of lean on and give me support if I got extremely dizzy. And I thought that that was just me that did that. And I, in one of the dizzy posts that I put up on Instagram, in the caption, I explained that story. And I was embarrassed about it because I still thought, who else like does that? You know, but I, I've been trying to be really open with you guys. So I was just, I just told myself I'm going to just share my story and just not feel ashamed for it because there's no reason to feel ashamed. So many of us struggle and so many of us struggle in silence and I don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for us. So I shared that and so many people said, oh my God, I do the same thing. Um, A lady told me that she pushes her son's stroller like she feels safe having the stroller outside when she goes on a walk even if he's not in it and I completely get that because it just gives you that kind of security and that comfort so that was really interesting there's been so many things that I've shared about dizziness and other symptoms where I thought it was just me and then so many of you guys come and say oh my gosh that's me too so I just thought I would share that with you so we did a community post and I asked you guys how dizziness feels for you and there were different answers like I said we're all unique right and I wrote them down actually so I could read a few to you so the top three answers that I got a few times were well this was actually I only got one person said this one like you're tipsy when you're sober and that if you've been tipsy or drunk it it's it does feel like that but it's scary because you know you haven't been drinking so it's not in a good way, you know. Uh, another one, and this is this was a very common common response, was like you're swaying on a boat, or like the floor is moving beneath your feet, or the world is spinning around you. It's it's really uncomfortable. And then some other people had mentioned that they felt this strange feeling go through their head, and I'm gonna talk about that with you in just a little bit. Some people did mention that their vision would blur as well. I always got that as well when I was very anxious it's a terrifying symptom a lot of people would feel really kind of sick to their stomachs and shaky and then there was a big fear from a lot of people of passing out which yes that was my biggest fear too so I totally understand that so here's the thing about dizziness or any other anxiety symptom for that matter is it feels a lot scarier And we experience a lot more fear when we don't understand why it's happening. And when we don't understand why something is happening or we don't even think that it could be related to anxiety, this is when our brains like to run away with stories. And I'm sure that you can relate listening to this because I would start to think all sorts of things. I would worry that I was that I had extremely dangerously low blood pressure. Then on the other side of that, I would think maybe my blood pressure is too high and I'm about to have a stroke. Um, I would worry about that a lot. Like I'm going to be out and I'm going to have a stroke or something or I'm going to be far from the hospital or it just, it doesn't end, honestly. So I do completely understand that. And then when you have the other symptoms coming along with it, like I, when I was going through panic attacks, I would get very um, blurry vision and when you have the blurry vision your heart is palpitating you're so dizzy that you feel like you 
you can hardly focus on anything around you it's just completely blurry everything's spinning you feel like you're just kind of like in a dream really it's you don't even feel like you're in like this reality it all of these symptoms combined your brain starts to go into complete overdrive and starts to run away with stories so i fully fully understand that so it's very important to understand why symptoms happen and when it comes to dizziness there's two main reasons for it okay so again if you've been with me on instagram for a while if you've been following along with my videos for a while with my blog posts if you've read my book i have spoken about this so many times and i will keep talking about it because i think it's so important to really drill this into you so that you can really get your brain to start understanding why you're struggling so much so the first reason would be the fight or flight response and when this happens so what happens is when your brain thinks that you are in danger it activates the stress response and when this happens it releases a flood your body releases a flood of stress hormones these stress hormones are what activates that fight or flight response and when you experience this and you're not in a truly life-threatening situation you're going to feel every single sensation so if you are in a life-threatening situation and your body activates the stress response you're going to just automatically become faster so you can run away from whatever is right in front of you you're going to become stronger as the adrenaline just floods your veins and you're not going to think about, oh, my, I feel like my legs are tingling. Oh, my head feels weird. You're just going to be trying to get away from the threat, right? So I just quickly want to say here that I did ask you guys to leave me questions that I wanted to answer. I was thinking of answering them at the end, but it actually makes more sense to answer them throughout this podcast. Because, for example, one of the questions I got was, why do my legs feel like jelly when I'm really dizzy? And this explains it. So when the blood rushes out of your legs, out of your arms, to your head to help you think more clearly, this lack, this lack of blood in your limbs is going to leave them feeling kind of like jelly-like and they can tingle, you can experience numbness, and that's probably why you feel those jelly legs as well as the dizziness and that weird feeling in your head. So I hope that that makes sense if you experience that. It's very uncomfortable when you're dizzy and it feels like your legs can't hold you up like i know how uncomfortable that is i've been on a walk too many times in my life where i don't know how i'm going to make it home because i experience such crazy jelly legs so i hope that answers your question um, the other way that the fight or flight can cause you to experience dizziness is that the blood rushes out of your head to areas of your body your brain thinks needs it most so it's going to be different for everybody for some people they're going to experience the rush of blood to their head and this sudden rush of blood to your head causes you to feel really dizzy and off balance or your blood could rush out of your head to your arms because remember your brain thinks that you're in danger and by more blood coming to your arms it makes you stronger it makes you so that you can fight right or you'll have the blood rush to your legs so that you can run away faster. It just completely depends and it's different from person to person. So it's either blood rushing to your brain or blood rushing away. 
but either one is going to leave your head spinning and just leave you feeling just really dizzy, uncomfortable, and off balance. Now, another reason that you may be experiencing dizziness, and not just dizziness, but many other symptoms, especially tingling, numbness, headaches, sleep issues, it goes on and on. And I, again, I've spoken about this so many times, is that you're not breathing properly. So you're probably like, what the hell are you talking about? My body breathes for me. And yes, we we breathe automatically, but we take it for granted. And when we're dealing with a lot of anxiety, our breathing is usually very shallow. Because let me tell you something, if you're breathing deeply and you're breathing properly and consciously, you're going to feel a heck lot better than you're feeling right now. Trust me on this. And when I was dealing with my absolute worst anxiety, having panic attacks all the time, I was not breathing properly. And if someone had told me that, I would have been like, oh, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I had sat and tried deep breathing and it hadn't worked for me. And I'm going to talk more about this in a little bit, but I just want to talk about shallow breathing for a second. So when we're anxious, we're breathing usually very shallowly from our chests. We're not breathing deeply from our bellies into our bellies. It's all just just up here. Like sometimes it's hardly in the chest. We're just it's those shallow breaths that actually can leave you feeling really short of breath. Have you ever experienced that when you feel like especially when you get especially anxious or during a panic attack, you feel like you can't catch your breath? These short, sharp, like shallow breaths are called hyperventilation. And it doesn't just have to be during a panic attack when you're like, you know, like losing your breath. This is something you may not even realize you're doing. You may just be doing it every single day and you don't really, you may be completely unconscious of it. Most of us are. So when you're, when you're breathing really shallow breaths, you're not, you're taking in too much oxygen. It's actually called your over breathing. And then what's happening, and I'm just going to explain this in simple basic terms, I don't want to get too into this and bore you to death, but the carbon dioxide levels in your blood are going down. And when this happens and you're taking in too much oxygen and the carbon dioxide levels in your blood are going down, you're going to experience lightheadedness, headaches, tingling, and many other symptoms. So the goal here is to start controlling how much oxygen you're breathing in so you can raise the carbon dioxide levels um, the best way obviously to do this is through deep breathing but just regular deep breaths like in through your nose and out through your mouth may feel very difficult for you if you're hyperventilating or if your breathing is very shallow I used to get very, very frustrated because I would try deep breathing. Like I had heard, oh, deep breathing is great for calming you down. And it absolutely is. But I would try to do it and it wouldn't feel like it's working for me when my breathing was really shallow because I didn't realize that I was actually hyperventilating and taking in too much oxygen, right? So there's two breathing techniques that I absolutely love to help with this. The first one is called alternate nostril breathing. It really helps to control the stream of air going in and out of your lungs. And it is absolutely amazing for helping you to, to kind of like bring you back into the present and help you to start to feel more relaxed, especially when you are really panicked. But you don't have to do this just during a panic attack or when you're really panicked. It's something that I recommend you start incorporating 
into your daily life to help you to start breathing deeper i have a highlight on my instagram page called panic attacks and in there i show you how to do it i'll briefly explain it on here maybe you could try it right now and maybe it will make sense if i explain it we'll see so you're going to use one of your fingers to to close one of your nostrils like let's close our right nostril for example well let's start there then you're going to take a deep breath in through your left nostril so and you're just going to breathe all the way to the top as deeply as you can and you'll find that when you're doing it this way you'll be able to it will feel like you're breathing a lot longer as well you're really controlling that stream of air then once you get to the top you're going to clog your left nostril you're going to hold the breath you're not going to breathe out you're going to close up your left nostril and you're going to let the air out through your right nostril all the way okay and then you're going to so now your left nostril is closed so now you're going to take a breath through your right nostril all the way to the top and then you're going to hold it you're going to close up your right nostril release it through your left nostril i hope i hope that that kind of makes sense um, if you want to see a visual on that i do show you how to do that on my instagram page on the panic on my panic attack highlight and I will make a new video on this because that is that is an older video. I'll make a new one for you that I can share and save somewhere. But that is one of my absolute favorite breathing techniques. When I discovered that, I discovered it when I when I started doing yoga. Um, I talk about her all the time, but she's my favorite yoga teacher, Adrian on YouTube, Yoga with Adrian. She's amazing. She got me to absolutely fall in love with yoga. I had tried many other videos before and I just could not relate to the person the way that I can relate to her uh, I highly recommend checking her out I learned about um, alternate nostril breathing through one of her videos and I fell in love with it it's one of my favorite breathing techniques then another breathing technique that I love is called straw breathing and this is when you're going to you can do this directly through a straw if you want to, but you're going to purse your lips as if you're taking air in through a straw and you're going to breathe in like that. So your lips are pursed and then you... Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's, I did not mean to whistle. You're going to purse your lips and... So it sounds different. And you're going to do that until you've breathed in all the way and then you're going to release the air through your nose okay and then you can do this a few times like that and you can do it the opposite way as well where you breathe in through your nose first and then you let the air out through your lips that you still purse as if you're breathing out through a straw so i know it's a little bit difficult me trying to explain this while you're just listening I am thinking about doing podcasts as we move forward, like with a video where you can see me. But I will make a video on that if, you, if you're interested in that. But those are two breathing techniques that I find incredibly helpful for helping to control the stream of air when you're not breathing deeply enough. Uh, another, The last thing I just want to say about breathing is that I highly recommend trying to build up to at least 20 minutes a day if you can. 
It will make an absolute massive difference in your life. I promise you, it reduces cortisol levels in your body, which are your stress levels. It brings you back into the present. It helps to release toxins from your body. I could go on and on, but it's truly an amazing tool that is just readily available to you at all times. So deep breathing is number one, and you're going to hear me always talk about this, okay? You can start slow. You can start with five minutes every morning as you wake up and then throughout your day whenever you have even a minute or two just tell yourself you know what now i'm gonna sit and do my breathing it's trust me it is going to make all the difference and it may feel hard initially but the more you do it the easier it will just naturally become and you'll notice what will happen is just when you're breathing automatically your breathing will just naturally be deeper, but you have to just, it's going to take a while where you just really have to be conscious of your breathing initially, but honestly, deep breathing is it. Trust me on that. So there's another question here that I'd like to answer, which I think is a very important one. A lot of the questions that I got were, were the same, so I got a lot of the same question. So if it doesn't sound like I'm answering too many questions, it's because I would have like 20, 30 of the same one. Um, so this one came up a lot and it's why do I feel dizzy all the time like 24 7 even if I'm not having a panic attack and that is a great question because the fight or flight you know we've come to recognize okay the fight or flight happens right in the midst of a panic attack but when you are chronically stressed and dealing with anxiety on a daily basis there's inflammation happening in your body your nervous system is always, for lack of a better term, it's always turned on and it's always on the verge of fight or flight. So you're always going to be experiencing symptoms to some degree, whether that's dizziness or other symptoms as well. So I want to talk a little bit about inflammation and I don't want to go into ramble here and I want it to make sense to you. So I have my book in front of me and I have a section that I wrote on inflammation and I'm just going to read that to you because hopefully hopefully it will make more sense to you if I just read this to you. So inflammation is something that you have happening in your body right now. I am not a doctor and I haven't done any tests on you, but if you have physical and mental symptoms every day, then there is some inflammation going on. I am just not sure to what extent. Inflammation is your body's natural response to an injury. Think of that redness and swelling that occurs around an injury, be it a mild cut or a more severe burn. I don't want to get into too much boring detail here, but all you need to know is that inflammation is your body's defense against an injury, threat, or irritant. Inflammation is necessary to aid in the healing process. A little inflammation in cases like this is totally okay. But when your internal body becomes chronically inflamed, that then becomes another story. When you are under stress, your body releases stress hormones to help your body cope. And in the short term, it's all good. A little stress is inevitable in our lives after all. When you are stressed on a daily basis though, and your adrenal glands, and I can make a whole new, I can make a whole podcast on this just so you guys know. Um, I'm not going to get too into detail about that right now. But your adrenal glands are pumping out stress hormones on a regular basis. Your body is at risk of becoming chronically inflamed. Not to mention the toll your adrenal glands are taking from all this work and no play. When your adrenal glands are burnt out and when you are in a state of chronic inflammation, 
you will experience many symptoms that may not necessarily be visible to the eye. Sure, acne is a side effect of inflammation thanks to toxin overload, but you may also feel exhausted with frequent emotional outbursts. You may feel at the absolute end of your rope and your physical symptoms like dizziness, stomach issues, and muscle and joint pain may be amplified. You must always pay attention to your body. Don't brush sensations under the rug until there's no more space under the rug and you start to fall apart. You may have heard of people who suffer from nervous breakdowns. Perhaps you have yourself. This is usually when your body has reached its limit. Your adrenals are maxed out, inflammation has taken over, and you become completely overwhelmed and mentally and physically depleted. To reduce inflammation, you have to take a good long look at your gut health. And this takes me on to the next section here. So there were many questions on what can I do to control my dizziness? What can I take? What supplements? What helps you? I've told you guys about deep breathing and what an incredible tool that is. Um, before I dive into talking more about supplements, there's just two questions that I would like to answer here before we move on that I thought were very relevant. I'm sure many of you can relate to this. So the first one was, can fluorescent lighting make my dizziness worse? My dizziness always seems to feel worse when I'm out at a store with fluorescent lighting. And I am laughing here because I completely relate to this. When I went to a store with those bright lights, my dizziness just became a million times more intense. So the answer here is yes, it absolutely can. And the reason for this is because your nervous system is stimulated when you're anxious. Your nervous system is connected to your sensory system, so your senses are going to be heightened. You're going to experience sensitivity to light, to sound, to touch. So those bright lights, you're going to f they are going to be absolutely intense because, I mean, come on, those fluorescent lights are, are intense. So yes, it absolutely can make it worse just because of the light sensitivity all your senses are heightened so it's the noises around you is going to be a problem the lights everything is going to affect your senses and this is where the deep breathing can really make a difference and really kind of bring you back uh, i'm not going to go too deeply into that but i just wanted to say that yes it absolutely can and i hope it makes sense knowing how the sensory system is affected why that would why the lighting would affect you and then another question before we move on to the supplements is will i actually pass out so this was my biggest fear and i have passed out a few times in my life not from anxiety or dizziness though uh, that's again a whole other story i passed so the first time i passed out was when i had my ears pierced when i was how old i think i was nine years old so that was the first time when I saw them take the drip out of my brother's arm when he was having his tonsils taken out. That was another time. So it hasn't been from anxiety, dizziness, just just so you know. But the, the dizziness that I've experienced from anxiety has been so intense that passing out was a massive fear of mine. I would always say, oh, I'm about to pass out. So this is a tricky one because if you hyperventilate severely... It can, you, you may pass out. I have had some people that have told me they've passed out, but it's, it's so rare. And I have honestly never passed out from this. 
when you pass out there's just a sudden drop in your blood pressure and when you're anxious your blood pressure is definitely not low your blood pressure is high i'm not saying this to scare you it's completely normal when you're anxious to have a temporary spike in blood pressure so if you're feeling really dizzy and really panicked your blood pressure is up in that moment which is fine it's fine if your blood pressure is up temporarily so i'm not trying to scare you but when your blood pressure is high like that the chances of fainting are very very slim so what i would say to really make sure that you're going to be good and you're not going to pass out and again if you did pass out from hyperventilation it's it's okay it's not dangerous but i would just say focus on your breathing okay just as long as you immediately start taking those nice deep breaths doing the alternate nostril breathing if you completely forget your breathing techniques you forget about alternate nostril breathing you forget about the straw breathing just start breathing in and out through your nose only okay you don't want to gulp that air in because when you're breathing through your mouth and you're gulping air you're taking in shallow air so if you completely forget you're like oh my god what the hell am i supposed to do right now i'm panicking i forgot everything just start breathing in and out through your nose okay but honestly the chances of passing out are very slim it's more the feeling that we get and then our brain picks up on that and is telling us you're gonna pass out you're gonna pass out and we run away with that but let me tell you i have had the absolute worst panic attacks when i've been out before i've experienced dizziness that is where i could hardly even see anything around me it was so severe and I have never passed out from it. So I hope that brings you some comfort. Okay, so moving on. Apart from deep breathing, what can you do for dizziness? So I've spoken about inflammation and how that contributes to anxiety symptoms. So the goal is you want to reduce inflammation in your body. Deep breathing, a daily deep breathing ritual is an excellent way to do that. And then every single thing that you eat will have an impact on your symptoms. Now, I'm not saying, oh my God, you can't eat anything. It's Life is about balance and moderation. But if your diet is, I don't even like that word diet, so we're not going to use it because I'm never about restricting calories or anything like that. But if the foods you eat, you're eating every single day are processed fatty fried foods you're eating a lot of sugar you're eating a lot of foods out of a box and you're dealing with a lot of symptoms that's only feeding the inflammation okay and if you're if you've never known that your food can have an impact and or you're rolling your eyes or you're skeptical (laughs) i get it because i was skeptical during my worst anxiety i was not eating the best I was eating a lot of takeouts, I was going to McDonald's a lot, I wasn't even thinking about that my food could be connected to my symptoms, like absolutely not, that would not, that made no sense to me. It was when I reached a point where I was completely desperate, I was, I knew that I couldn't continue living my life this way because I wasn't really living, I didn't want to go anywhere, I got to a point where I just stayed at home. I just stayed at home. I never wanted to go anywhere. And when I had to go out, I would, I mean, I'm talking, I had to go to the bank or I had to go pick up two things at the grocery store. I would feel anticipation the entire day before for that and I wouldn't be able to sleep, which sounds 
for someone who hasn't experienced anxiety that sounds insane I, like looking back now like I feel like really that was me I can't even believe that but I knew how bad my symptoms are when I go out and it was just absolutely terrible so I reached a point where I was absolutely desperate and I started to do my research and this is when I learned about anxiety symptoms how and why they happen the fight or flight response and how every single thing we eat has an impact on our mental health and I couldn't deny the facts um, of course I had to try it for myself to see if this was a real thing and when I started making those changes I was I, I can't even explain how blown away I was and when you start making changes with the foods you're eating when you start eating like I stopped eating so much processed sugar I completely cut back and then I started to feel better then I would eat it again and then I would realize I would go out and I would experience a panic attack and I would be able to pinpoint oh it was that sugar that sugary thing that I ate and I would be it was easier to kind of pinpoint what was amplifying my anxiety so I don't want to go on and on this is already pretty long so I don't want to go on and on about nutrition in this because that's a whole separate podcast I do have nutrition posts on my Instagram page I highly recommend reading the captions on my posts because I really do share a lot in there I share as much in there as I can with you and then in my book help why am I so anxious I go deep into nutrition in there this is why I wrote my book not only do I share my story with you my experiences I share with you my first panic attack in there I, I walk you through an experience of walking to a grocery store with anxiety the entire time and I talk about symptoms in there I talk about my meds experience because I was on medication this is another question I get I was on medication for a year and then the rest of the book I share how nutrition helped me and I go deep into nutrition in there so I really do think my book will help you if you're ready to start making those changes and that is one of the best ways to reduce inflammation in your body along with the deep breathing uh, I did want to I did want to talk about supplements with you on here because that was a big question that came up taking supplements and not paying attention to the foods you're eating don't, you can't really expect those changes uh, so it the, the supplements really do work with a healthy diet like eating healthy foods and then taking your supplements but of course we all have to start somewhere if you even just start with the supplements for now that is a good start that's a great start I actually started with magnesium glycinate and if you've been with me for a while <laughs> I bet you knew that I was going to talk about that I bet like you definitely knew that I was because I'm obsessed with this supplement that one I actually started before I made any other changes to be honest with you and I already started to feel some differences with that every supplement that I'm going to talk about with you here I am in the caption of this podcast going to share links to articles and other resources where you can go read more about them because I could sit here and talk for an hour on each supplement and I don't think you want to sit here for an hour listening to one thing. So just to briefly touch on magnesium, there's different forms of magnesium. A lot of people get confused with this. So if you go into any drugstore 
or pharmacy the the form that you're going to find is going to most likely be the citrate form which is not the one that i'm talking about here not the one that you want for anxiety it's not well absorbed by your body it kind of literally goes right through you it's a great one to take if you're constipated but it's not something you want to look at if you're looking for something for anxiety so the glycinate form is very well absorbed by the body it's much gentler on the stomach and it has many many benefits magnesium actually helps to reduce inflammation in your body it helps to increase serotonin in your brain your brain's feel-good chemicals so it helps to boost your mood as well it's fantastic for depression as well as anxiety i've actually taken it for both because i have suffered with depression my entire life and sometimes it it does get really bad but magnesium is amazing for that it's wonderful for reducing muscle tension and tightness it's great for relaxing the muscles and when we're anxious we tense up all of our muscles and we're not even aware of it and then we deal with all that pain so it's really good for reducing that it is amazing for helping you to sleep better i take 400 milligrams still now every night before bed and it is incredible if you suffer from severe insomnia you could probably go up to 600 right before bed again i'm not going to delve too deep into this here i do have an article all about it that you can go read on my blog next is a b complex a high dose b complex when you're looking for supplements you want to look if you're going to go out to have a look, I highly honestly, the best way to do it is to try and find a health store in your area. You can go look online as well, as long as you know what to look for. But going to a health store, firstly, there's someone there that can kind of guide you. You can kind of tell them what I've told you and they'll know immediately how to help you. And you're going to get the correct forms of the vitamins there. So B vitamins are fantastic for helping you, your body to adapt to stress. I love B12 for to help with fatigue. I'm sure you've heard like people go for, get B12 shots to help them when they're really really tired. But I wouldn't recommend taking them separately because you want all of them really work well together. So a high dose B complex is amazing for anxiety. Um, one thing that I will say here is. A health store is going to have the correct form of B12 in the B complex. So there's two forms. There's methylcobalamin and there's, and I hope that I'm pronouncing this correctly, and there's cyanocobalamin, okay? And the methyl, the methylcobalamin form is the natural form of B12. It's the one that you can find in food and supplements. And it doesn't have to undergo a process in your body because it's already at the exact form that your body needs it to be. The other form, the cyanocobalamin form, is it has to undergo a process in your body to convert it into the methylcobalamin form. And by the time it's been converted into that form, your body has already lost most of it and it's not well absorbed. I hope this makes sense and it's not super boring. Um, and it's also a synthetic form of B. 12 you can only get this in supplements so this is why it is so important to go to a health store and know what to to look for like you're always going to get the good forms at like a proper health store and then you'll look just look for a high dose one and again if you ask for help at a health store they'll know exactly how to help you if you say that 
CBD. And this is a controversial one for some people. Some people think that it's going to make you high or it's going to show up on a drug test. Again, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I do have an article about this that explains everything. But I will just say here that CBD will not make you high. CBD is not, you're thinking, you may be thinking of THC, which is a completely different component of the plant. That's, that's going to make you high. CBD is not going to make you high. It's just going to make you feel calm and relaxed. Um, it encourages the body to produce serotonin, your brain's feel-good chemical, and it's it's going to be absorbed into your bloodstream really quickly if you take the oil. I love, I absolutely love CBD. I My favorite company is Thought Cloud, and I'm very sad because they are no longer able to ship to Canada. So unless I move or figure something out, I'm not able to get CBD from them anymore, but honestly their cbd is amazing and i felt i felt major improvements especially when i was going through especially high times of stress it is amazing you can't go wrong with it i know it's very scary to start um cbd if you're not sure of it or any new supplement i am the queen of this we have this strange kind of irrational fear that we're going to be allergic or we're going to have some really crazy reaction but it's very safe, I can assure you, it's very safe. I would take it along with all of my other supplements, no problem. I'll actually be honest with you, the first time I took it, I was so nervous that I imagined that I was experiencing some effects, but I did my deep breathing and I realized, oh wow, I actually feel really relaxed. So just remember that your mind is incredibly powerful and whatever thoughts come up, your brain is gonna pick up on that, okay? Another supplement that I highly recommend is a good probiotic. Uh, you need a healthy gut for a healthy mind. And if you have a lot of inflammation going on, your gut is just not functioning optimally. So you want to start to repair your gut so that you, your body is able to produce more serotonin. You're able to feel better. You have less of those horrible stomach issues. Your digestive system works better, which means that you your symptoms are not as intense. Again, I could go on and on. I do talk about this in my book. And again, I feel like nutrition slash gut podcast is a whole nother topic. So a good probiotic, you can of course get it in through foods. I have not actually taken a probiotic in a little while. I just started one that I really love recently. Again, I've been taking it for about three days now, quite honestly. It's by a brand called Genuine Health, and it's, so the one that I take is the Women's Advanced Gut Health Probi Probiotic, um, but there are different ones, but I really do like this brand, Genuine Health. It's completely vegan. I am not completely vegan, but I really struggle with dairy, and most probiotics are like dairy-based. So this one is completely vegan, and I don't have any issues with this brand again i'll link it in the caption but a probiotic is very very important you want a healthy gut for a healthy mind i cannot stress this enough so for supplements i'm probably going to just end it there i could go on and on like i have to kind of hold myself back because when i start talking about nutrition and supplements i get really excited and there's so many things that i i could really delve deep into but I, again i feel like that's a whole other podcast that we could do if you're interested let me know if we should talk we, if we should do a podcast like kind of in between the symptoms just on nutrition i would be more than glad to do that i do share more supplements in my book 
I recommend having a look at my Instagram, looking at my nutrition posts, reading through the captions where I go into a lot more detail in there as well. But I don't want to overwhelm you with information. I That is a really, really good place to start. Uh, the deep breathing, these supplements, uh, the CBD, and then finding ways to reduce inflammation through your foods. So just eating less takeout, less processed food, eating more real nutrient-rich foods, cooking more at home, like finding more time to experiment in the kitchen. So I can't believe it. We've been sitting here for quite a while together. I told myself that I want to keep these nice and short and bite-sized for you guys. Uh, let me know if you do like them longer though. It's just, I don't want to come on here and speed through i already talk fast as it is trying to get in all the information but i don't want to come on here and you leave feeling like you haven't learned anything like i i really want to share as much as i possibly can again i could go on and on but this is the most i've really tried to like condense it into what i feel is the most important stuff that you need to know about dizziness and what can help you why it happens how it how it feels so I really did. I really thought that we could keep this short and we're touching on almost an hour, I think. I'm not even sure. But I hope that you don't mind them long uh, so that we can really get into them. I know for myself, when I was going through symptoms, when I, like I would sit for hours reading and learning about a symptom that I was dealing with and it wouldn't matter to me because I just wanted to experience that relief and that that comfort, like just some kind of comfort. My gosh, like when you're dealing with it all the time, you're just desperate for relief. So I really hope that you feel like you have learned something today through this. I really hope that it's brought you some comfort. Like I said right in the beginning, I know that we are physically apart, but as you listen to this, there's other people listening with you. I always say this in the community. On, on Instagram, I always say, you're never alone. And I, I always say to you guys, I know it's easy to say that, um, oh yeah, right, I'm, you say that I'm never alone, I feel very alone, and I, I understand that, especially when you're struggling, but just come to the community and like read through the comments and see how we're all supporting each other, and you'll see that you genuinely are not alone, don't fall into that thinking, I fell into that thinking and it's not helpful, because you, just because we can't all meet each other or, or be in a room together right now does not mean you're not alone okay we're all over the world and we found a place to connect and that to me is amazing and i am so proud of our beautiful community i truly am so just as a little thank you for just being here with me for sitting through this with me and for being part of the community i would like to offer you a coupon for my book if you use the code, and I'll share this in the caption as well, so don't worry, you don't have to memorize this right now. If um, It's going to be Dizzy15, and that will save you 15% on the ebook as well as the physical copy of my book. I really truly believe that if you have not read my book, then that is the next step for you, because if you're here listening to this, I feel like you're just ready to move forward you're fed up of dealing with dizziness you're fed up of dealing with all of those symptoms because dizziness is just one of them 
you're fed up of those heart palpitations which by the way the next episode so next week we're going to be talking all about heart sensations that fast heart rate that never seems to slow down heart palpitations heart flutters all of it we're going to be delving deep into that chest pain fears of a heart attack i'm going to stop talking there (laughs) but we're going to delve deep into heart heart sensations next week so if you're waiting for that that's going to be on next week's episode i'll continue to poll you guys on my stories on instagram so that we can kind of decide on the next symptom together and again if you have if you'd like to know more about anything that i've discussed here if you want to delve deeper into magnesium into nutrition anything Um, apart from my book i will in the caption leave resources to articles that i've written on that where you can learn more but for now i think i'm going to end this i feel like i've kind of overloaded your brain with information i really hope that it's been worthwhile for you and that you you leave here feeling like you're taking something with you Um, even if that's just some comfort and relief and just a little bit of a break from the constant worrying i'm truly sorry if you're struggling right now my heart my heart is with you because I know what it feels like. If I could hug you, I would. I'm sending a big hug to you virtually, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.